Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Brother Calvin Calhoun, and today we want to talk about diagnosing family trauma. Diagnosing family trauma. Now, this was really laid upon my heart by the Lord because truly, uh, one of the things that I am seeing um, is a restoration of family. Okay, the restoration of family in the earth. Uh, you may look back and see, wow, look at the culture and what the, the ideal family is supposed to look at and look how the enemy has ravaged and done so much destructive work. But despite what the enemy has done, God is going to make good. And he's actually positioned many of us who's gone through so much family trauma to be uh, to experience family on its highest level. Okay, experience family on its highest level. But first, let's deal with the actual trauma. Okay, family trauma uh, comes in myriads of ways, and there's nowhere I can name every little bit of trauma. But I pray that the ones that I do mention today apply to you, and that you begin to begin to walk in the freedom of Christ and really seek to be healed in this time. All right. So, so a couple of things that cause family trauma. One of the things is rejection and neglect. And these are also the names of spirits that come in to continue to keep us in an oppressed state, in a hurt state, where we're always responding negatively to certain situations in our lives. And these things impact our relationships. They impact our our times in school. It impacts um, having fruitful relationships and really being able to do the will of God when we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This trauma manifests itself at the worst times. So let's look at a little bit of, of a couple of situations that do cause trauma. One of the ones that we don't talk about a lot and, and one that I, I know I dislike, but my wife says she hates it. And I totally agree with her when she says it. It's family secrets. Family secrets are so destructive because the trauma they produce is so devastating because they can literally make someone feel like they've been living a complete lie. And it's all because the adults have kept secrets from children that matter because every child wants to know who they come from. Every child wants to know who their mother and their father is. And when there's, uh, when there is, uh, unfaithfulness, uh, in a marriage or, you know, people come in because, you know, they don't know who the father is, don't know who the, uh, sometimes the mother is. That causes trauma. Okay, when we talk about um, divorce, parents who go through parents who have a divorce. Well, guess what? Trauma does happen to the individual, the mother and the father that's going through divorce. But guess what else? There is trauma to the children also that's involved in that. There's trauma what on the level of uh, molestation and abuse. Children that go through this and, and have experienced this struggle with a true sense of understanding what true love is. Okay. 
They also, children who may have two parents in the home, but there's chaos and bickering and fighting and everything going on in the home. Guess what? Experience a level of what? Rejection at times because the parents are out seeking their season miracle breakthrough and harvest and they've neglected the children. So the spirit of rejection, neglect, the spirit of validation, the spirit of distrust can be brought in. The spirit of, of course, fear, um, a lack of confidence comes into play. And these spirits all come in and they feed off of the hurt. They feed off of the trauma. Okay, this is how these evil spirits catch root. And a lot of times we think that these spirits uh, catch, they, they seek to defile us and hurt us in our mid-adult lives. But no, these spirits don't wait for that. They wait for you when you come out the womb. So yes, a lot of us have, a, have experienced the not so ideal family where we may have a single mom, single dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt uncle things like that and yes we are so grateful that god provided for us um in those times when the ideal situation and circumstance was not there but guess what there are still times where we experience trauma where we experience hurt and one of the things that that i see right now in the earth um especially things that the lord is showing me is that it's time for restoration. It's a time of restoration. And let me tell you something. Despite whatever you have gone through, if you are here and you're listening to this message, let me say this to you. God's purposes for your life are still in play. Let me tell you something. Right now, it is so hard to see how God has kept you, but he has. And now you're in a season where God wants to heal you. God wants to uh, restore you. And he wants to bring you into a higher understanding of true family. Of true family. And let me tell you something. The enemy does a lot of things in the earth to perpetrate family, okay? We know uh, that people are always, people who struggle with validation, uh, people who struggle with... Uh, rejection, uh, those who become people pleasers are always seek uh, that out in the world and they'll find the absolute wrong things in the world that they will attach themselves to that call themselves family because the trauma at home, the people wanted family, they were looking for love, they were looking for brotherhood, they were looking for sisterhood and because they did not feel like they received it at home, at the adequate amount, guess what? They outsource it to the world. And we know that the enemy is in the world. He's the God of the world. He sets, he's the prince and the power of the air. So he seeks the influence to help you attach yourself to things that are not of God. He wants you to belong to something. He sees your need. He sees how you're yearning for something. And the enemy knows how to set that up perfectly because he's been watching you since birth. He knows exactly how you're hurting. 
He knows how to manipulate your thoughts and to manipulate situations because you've been in this state for so long. I mean, think about it. Imagine being in a, a particular hurt for almost 20, 30 years. That spirit knows your thoughts and knows how to manipulate you just like that. But it's not until God sticks his finger in that situation and the chaos that you have normalized, the lie and the deception that you have normalized is now being brought forth before you to show you that this is a lie. You've ratified a lie. It's not true. You're not dumb. This is how the enemy saw. See, that's why the Bible says that what? We got to uproot these things. We got to uproot these things. Um, I, I talk about lawnmower ministry so many to so many people. I said, for so many people, ministry is like a lawnmower where they want to just cut the grass, make it look nice, neat, and even for people to see because that's what people did this nice little green grass. But guess what? You got grass mixed in with weeds. Well, guess what happened when it rains? The grass and the weeds are going to grow again. But the only way you can truly take a weed up is you must what? Up root it you must uproot it okay so let's look at this testimony one of the beautiful testimonies of overcoming uh family trauma that i say it's the testimony of jephthah look at everybody turn over and look at judges chapter 11 that's a heck of an introduction to this judges chapter 11 it says now jephthah the gileadite was a mighty man of valor he was the son of a harlot and gilead begot jephthah and Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren, and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah, and went out with him. And it came to pass in process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out the land of Tob. And they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain, that we might fight against the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders, Did not you hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why you come unto me now when you are in distress? Jephthah had every right to ask that question. Every right to ask that question. And you have a right to ask why. You have a right to ask why. It says this, And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon, and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord delivered them before me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, The Lord be witness between us, if we do not so according to thy words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all these words before the Lord in Mitzvah. Okay? So look. Despite Jephthah's past, despite being thrust out, born of a harlot, brothers kicking him out the family, saying, you're not worthy to inherit in this family. The very people who kicked him out, the very people that rejected him, the very people that hurted him, guess what? Though he was in exile, 
God had a plan. God was preparing Jephthah for this very moment. And when the people needed a leader, listen to me, praise God. When the people needed a leader, guess who they went to? They went to Jephthah and Jephthah reminded them that what? Wait, now didn't, weren't you the ones who did this? Weren't you the ones to do that? And Jephthah came back by the grace of God. God equipped him and the people humbled themselves and allowed him to be the captain. He would ultimately defeat the Ammonites. He would ultimately also judge over Israel for six years. But the point is this. When you look at Jephthah and everything that Jephthah had. Look, look, they say you can't even have, you don't have an inheritance in our father's home. That's, that's, that's hurtful. And many of us have been hurt by family. People who say they love us. People who say they, 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 they'll be with us to the very end. But love doesn't hurt people. Let me say that to you. Love does not hurt. And we have to understand what you will come to understand. And we'll talk about this in part two. When we talk about overcoming the family trauma. You have to understand that evil spirits are at work. Evil spirits are at work. And they're at work and their job is to keep you from knowing who you are in Christ, understanding your placement in Christ, and understanding about re the restoration uh, of who you are and where you are in Christ and your position in life and what God has purposed for you. They're trying to keep you from all of that. And the way they do it, please hear me, please hear me. The way that they do it is feeding off of your past hurts and trauma. That means every time someone, they, they'll bring someone to say this one trigger. You know, we, we hear the word now trigger all the time, but it's exactly right this time. The enemy uses trigger words and trigger situations to get you to act out of that hurt. And when you act out of that hurt, your anger is weaponized. Remember the Bible says what? Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to what? Wrath. For the wrath of man cannot work the righteousness of God. So that's why you have to be careful because a lot of the people who've experienced family trauma are very, can be very, very, not all of them, but can be very, very wrathful. And the spirit of wrath really, really kicks in with them because those triggers evoke that emotional response of wrath. And if the Bible says wrath cannot work the righteousness of God, guess what? That is exactly where the enemy wants you. He wants to be able to use you and weaponize you to hurt as many people as he can. And remember, the Bible says that Satan is an accuser of the brother. He stands before God and wants to just simply accuse you of your sin. And the way he can do it is getting you to act out of the character of God. And so family hurt is real, trauma is real, but so is God. And God can heal you from it. Listen to me. He don't want you in that state where the enemy can manipulate you and use your emotions and your hurts against you and block your ability to walk freely in Christ. No, that's no. In this season, telling you now, 
because it's so critical of the times we are in. God is calling you to a solitary state and a place where you can actually get delivered from the trauma and the hurt and the spirits that have been manipulating you all this time. The blockages and the feeling like I just can't get over this situation. Why did my family do this? Why is this? Why is that? God wants to give you answers. He wants to give you answers. And the Bible says there's wisdom, uh, there's safety in a multitude of counselors. God can reveal the areas of your life where the enemy has put root and he has a hook in you where he can pull whenever he wants to get you to act out of the character of God, but also that you can be a weapon and destroy not just uh, your ability to walk in the purposes of God, but also hurt others. Hurt others. So this is the day of restoration. This is a day of healing for you. And I pray after hearing this is that you get before God in a solitary time. And when we get ready to do part two, we will talk in depth of how does God help you overcome the family trauma. I can promise you this is going to bless you. I can promise you it's going to really open your eyes because the answer is a lot closer than you think. So may God bless you till we meet again on part two of the Journey Through Sonship podcast, Overcoming Family Hurt.